Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello again and welcome to More Than Just A Podcast, a podcast I am George and I'm in England. Hello everyone, I'm with Rhys. Hello. Hello George, Hello. <laughs> who is Hello. also in England. Hey, how are you? And with John who is also in England. Hello. And Sean, where are you today? Good day mate, I'm in Brisbane, Australia. 10,273 miles away from you in London. Are you in Wales, sorry? <laughs> that's, that's, sorry, is that, that was supposed to be my Australian accent. Latvian. Oh, okay. Um, how is it out there, Sean? It's all right. I'm I'm struggling with different time zones. So your clock's moved back. I've moved Did to you? Brisbane from Melbourne, so that's another hour difference. And I'm at Sydney next. So yeah, it's it's sixish in the morning and sunny and twenty seven degrees, which is far better than Melbourne because Melbourne was freezing. It was colder. You you've had it warmer in London than we've had it in Melbourne. But on with the football. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, rather, rather so the first game since we last had a podcast podcast was Middlesbrough at home, and we none of us went. We all decided to stay at home, yep. which is probably a good idea looking at the result and the performance. Hmm. Uh, John, I'm going to ask your opinion first on this game. Well, I think that I probably lent you or bent your arm a bit to not go yes and uh, that was based more on the fact that we have been pretty poor lately and I've been going to a lot more games now that Sean's on his world tour so I've seen a lot more of them and it was more of the same I'm afraid uninspiring long ball dross so yeah I was not impressed it was a go. very disappointing disappointing performance. Did you watch it, Sean, wherever you were? I think you did, didn't you? You watched the second half. I, I watched the second half because I was looking for my friend Wi-Fi. So I landed in Melbourne <laughs> Airport and I couldn't find Wi-Fi anywhere. I was going, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, where are you? And I managed to <laughs> finally get Wi-Fi. Um, and yeah, I, I streamed the second half, which I, I understand. Everybody said you didn't miss much in the first half. But I saw the goal, um, a fine 
uh, header, or was it a cross? And, and sort of own goal went in. And then we conceded the late one, but I, I probably I probably saw the better of the two halves. And yeah, yeah. What can you say? I will say I predicted the draw. If you go back to the previous podcast, I my prediction was. I know when you you got it right, you went back to your podcast. I said one one, so I was correct. One out of thirty well uh, ain't bad. And Reese, what, <laughs> what was your views on the game? Yeah, no, I did watch it. I flicked over as it was. Uh, yeah, you gave up. You gave one. up halfway, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, but I did watch the the Barcelona game, which was which was better. A little bit better. Yeah, but I, it did look like um, you kind of given up hope at home. That, that, that's what the mentality looks like. It looks they like just the players don't do anything, do they? they just no, it just looked very no pace, dull no. and um, boring. It just looks like everyone's there to admit defeat before it's even happened. But I think they need to kick up the arse. They just look like they're going going through the motions, don't well, they? We, I've got the stats together, Sean. I don't know if you can see them. Um, I can. It was a pretty even game, to be honest. We didn't dominate, and being at home, I feel we should be dominating. Um, Middlesbrough ain't a bad team to be I fair. know they're not, but it's just being at home in the championship, mm. really, with the players we've got. Yeah. 54% possession for us, and 17 shots on goal, 9 on target, and Borough, 18 shots on goal, 10 on target. So they were more prolific in their shoot shooting than we were, which is, again, same old story, lots of chances, but no final goal. I just don't un- don't understand formations he's playing. I don't understand the tactics he's playing. I just I think a lot of us or a lot of people from what I've listened on phone-ins and people I've spoken to are really starting to just feel like you know we put up with it long enough, and if you know now it's not going, the results aren't happening. People are really starting to question the style of play and the performances. It is. That's what it is. It's just boring, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, there's John no um, umph to call it that. John, I'm going to agree with you for about the third week running. I know this is going to make wow. shocking listening for podcasts, but I agree with you. I've got bored now. I've lost my patience with Big Sam, and as you know, I've been a big supporter of playing ugly and you know doing the necessary evil, but I've lost patience with Big Sam, and I'm starting to question him as a manager. Which you know, I'm a bit uncomfortable about. <laughs> well, you start. We're starting. All the, all the Newcastle fans are coming out of the woodwork now, saying that's exactly what he did to us, and that's what it was for us. And it's all starting to say when the results were up there, and when we when we hit top of the league, I think we all sort of thought, right, that's it. Now we're going to stay there, keep winning ugly, but we're going to get through. But you know, all these draws. Bad performances. Yeah, I think maybe he might be too big a club for him, and that sounds stupid. But I think with Big Sam, he's used to having players that aren't necessarily the best, and working hard for him and getting results is what they did. Like Bolton, who who played much more than what they're capable of, and I think maybe certain players that think they're better than the clubs, either the the Carlton Coles and whatnot probably won't put a shift in for him. Cole that might and be. Nolan and it's just... Yeah. I mean, it might not be, but it looks like the case where the players seem to know they're going to get picked no matter what. So, 
I think, I, I think he needs to. I change feel it sorry up. for. I feel sorry for like the likes of Bulldog, who, who actually needs a run in the team. Yeah. He's a goal scorer. May not they need to be played in their positions and given a, a chance. You know, we're not scoring goals yet. He persists with the same old stuff. And he persists with Nolan Collison. I don't even know why he's on the bench. You know, you've got Lansbury. You've got, you've got quality players who can actually do something on the bench. And they're not getting a run. They need well, a chance. it's a really happy podcast tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not it's talk not all about all this football no, is it? I mean, so he... We then played again against <laughs> Burnley away. Um, it's another poor result, in my opinion, to draw at Burnley. What are you going to say, Sean? Sorry. I was going to say we looked quite good, and then I worked out Burnley were playing in claret and blue, and then I worked out I was watching <laughs> the wrong team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, apparently, according to Sam, I mean, I've only seen the goals, the highlights, but according to Sam, we played really well and should have won. He can't believe we didn't win. Yeah, that. I know. <laughs> Six, we should have won four two, five two, or six three, in his opinion, which I found quite amusing. In his, I did see the. Um, the highlights and I did see your tweet going I just can't wait for Big Sam's email today did, yeah, we, did you, you see it it was ridiculous yeah what was I, it you were saying we could have won 4-2 or 6-3 I didn't quite get <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> yeah. we could have done but Carton Cole put a header from two yards onto the post wasn't it or yeah you know. <laughs> and he missed an open goal yeah it's just I've, uh, I've lost the love I've lost the love temporarily for Big Sam my love has gone. What about but David hey. David Gold? Do you still love him? <clears throat> oh yeah, of course. There you go. Some things will never change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we we did actually dominate this game in terms of stats. We had fifty five percent possession and had seventeen shots on goal and ten shots on target and Burnley only had nine shots on goal with four on target. So it does seem that we were the better team, but again, making chances and not scoring. I was listening to the radio. I couldn't get a stream for the Peaceborough game. Uh, sorry, for the Burnley game. And um, lots of people. I mean, Burnley was supposed to have some kind of stream on their website, but it didn't happen for whatever reason. So I was listening to Radio London stream, and they were saying that we had 75% possession when Burnley scored the first goal. Oh. Sloppy defending, then. Sloppy defending. Mm. Uh, the first goal from them was, was rather good, wasn't it, though? Yeah, I think yeah, their first goal. Yeah, he was. ran through. That's why I I thought that that's that was us, and I thought what a brilliant goal because I was watching <laughs> it on a small iPhone. Well, there on, you go, mate. West Top, Ham, time um, zones and lots of travelling. It does these things to people. Yeah. Well, so I did they have a they had a live did they yeah. have a live video stream on West Ham TV, Sean? Who did? Did you get a live stream of it? No, 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 no. I was watching highlights on West Ham TV oh, right. iPhone app. And that's why it was quite small. My eyes are not what they used to be. And uh, I was looking be. to begin with that Claret and Blue team were West Ham and not Burnley. <laughs> and I thought we looked, our shape looked really good until I worked out we were playing in white. Fair enough. Yeah, um, fair enough. <laughs> at least you're honest. <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that's. <laughs> let's, let's put it behind us. That's those two yeah. very disappointing games. Running, carrying on our run of disappointing form. Can, we, can I summarise? It was a fucking load of old bollocks. Good that's summary. Nice. For all our young children who listen, <laughs> yeah. we'd just like to say that's what Sean thinks. Yeah. Um, on to more happier times, Sean. Hey, happy. happy. <laughs> I think, was it last week or the week before you spoke to Chesney? 
I spoke to Chesney just like the week before I left. So I don't know, about two weeks ago I spoke to Chesney. So Sean managed to speak to Chesney Hawks, the uh, famous pop star. I guess he's famous for being, isn't he? And this is what Sean said and what he said. And we welcome to more than just a podcast. Um, he's a celebrity West Ham fan first, uh, a pop star legend, a film actor, performer in musicals, panto, numerous TV appearances. It's Chesney Hawks, the one and only. You <laughs> probably like, hear I've that never, very I've, often, I've, don't you? You had to, you had to do it, didn't you? Had to. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. If, if you hadn't, I would have been, I would have been put off, like totally surprised, because it's, uh, you know, I don't get to. Uh, you know, brought onto a radio show without being, you know, without having the one and only mentioned in the in the intro. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, it's, uh, I'm probably a little bit disappointed that you get remembered for one song and you've done so much else with your life and everything. Well, and I actually, you, one song. you know what I did actually like about your intro was that, you know, first and foremost, he's a hammer. <laughs> yes. I wish more people would say that. <laughs> Excellent. So let's start with your love affair with West Ham. So my my first question is, how does a Windsor boy, um, who, who now lives in in Surrey, I believe, yes, yes. start supporting West Ham? You should be a Polo um, supporter, shouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, well, it's funny. My dad actually was a QPR fan, um, but he he never took me and my brother um, to any games. I guess he wasn't really kind of he didn't really have that passion, you know, that kind of football heart. Um, and uh, so we kind of grew up thinking, you know, QPR, whatever. But then um, when I was about kind of 12, 11, 12, something like that, we had a very good close family friend who, who took me and my brother to um, uh, to, uh, to see West Ham. It was our first ever experience of, you know, professional football game. We, we went, it was away, actually. We went to Tottenham. We lost 5-0. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Because it it, 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 the West Ham fans were all doing the okey-cokey up and down the, um, and down the aisles, you know. And uh, that was it. We, Jody and I were just sold. And uh, from then on, um, we just got the bug. And that was actually um, the beginning of it all. And uh, then we started going home and away for like two or three seasons right at that, at that age, you know. And it went to every single game of the uh, 80, 88, um, you know, famous the old boys uh, season. Oh, the 86. Yeah, I went to every home game and some of the away games in 86. Yeah, yeah, big, big year. yeah. I've actually still got all every single programme that I went to from that season, home and away. And, uh, yeah, all treasured. Cotty and McAvenny. What, yeah, what an amazing goal-scoring tr- uh, double they were. Well, that's the best I think we've had, uh, you know, since and for a long time. I mean... Uh, I can't see any any double act like that coming around uh, through the through the ground at the moment. Yeah, Maynard and Vastay, while they may be good or or pulled up, you just don't see it, do you, at the moment? Yeah, and you won't see so, Maynard, you know, with a page three girl on on his arm either, <laughs> <laughs> which you got to love about McAvenny. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yes, I've met McAvenny a couple of times at, at a corporate dues, and he's, uh, you know. Hairspray in hand, chatting. He's, up still, he's still the same as you. I haven't seen him for he's years. He's still the same. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> 
Um, so, your, what's your most rememberable match? You know, either your first match or your big match. What, what, what sticks in your mind for the biggest West Ham uh, game? So many, so many moments from uh, from those early days, from that season, really. Because I mean, that's uh, uh, that really was the was my real kind of like introduction to West Ham and where I really fell in love with the club. You know, and uh, I mean, there's so many amazing games. That I remember seeing, um, I remember seeing us beat Newcastle eight one. And uh, it, it was such a crazy game that um, it, they ended up having this. They got a couple of players sent off. They ended up having um, Peter Beardsley in goal at one point. <laughs> Seems a bit ridiculous. But uh, that was one match that was very memorable. Um, another one where um, uh, Liam Brady scored um, this cracker of a goal from, the, from out, out in the wing um, against Arsenal we, at home. We, we, we beat them 4-1. And it's just you know classic old uh, cup games. I remember the, Shef- uh, the Sheffield Wednesday um, uh, cup game um, away up there, where it was just the most electric atmosphere. You know, there's just so much, so many. You know, I mean, if we end up moving, you know, to the Olympic Stadium, I'll definitely miss that kind of. You know, night games. Yeah. And, well, and you know, we we are accused as West Ham fans of living on the past of '66 and all that, and, I and think, the boys of '86 and the FA Finals '80. Well, I am definitely, uh, you know, uh, all, all for that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess so we've got. Moving on to the next generation, I remember you uh, tweeting. I think it was last year, or was it the year before? Uh, a picture of you and your son saying you were taking him to his his first game. Yeah. Um, is is that something? Has he got? Has he got the bug now? Did he have a choice in, in which team? Oh God, no! Him? I I told him that if he ch- if he chose another team, he has to find another house to live in. So yeah. <laughs> so he knows, how many he children knows, have you got? I've, I've got three. Yeah, and uh, you know, two boys and a girl, and uh, they're all fully claret and blued up. My son, my son right. has you know, he's got the duvet, the pillow, the light lampshade, the the clock, you know, <laughs> the whole lot. You know, it's all—it's kind of forced upon him, of course. But uh, yeah. But there's no way he's—he's—he's he's, uh, he's turning allegiance. He, you know. Yeah. Does he get any stick from going to a school in Surrey? Oh yeah. Um, well, I'm sure they're all Chelsea. They're all um, Chelsea up here. Yeah. Oh no, he gets—he gets a lot of stick because uh, you know, there's funny enough, there's a couple of West Ham kids um, over here that uh, like fanatic kids, like wear the kit to school and stuff. You know, so he's not completely alone. But it's a very small clique. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I know. I live in Surrey myself now, so um, I know yeah. what it's like. I live very close to Chelsea's training grounds. I yeah. have to go past it on the way to work every morning, so I know what it's like, and I know what it's going to be like to my son, yeah. my daughter, growing up in, well, in a Surrey even, school. I even got it from. I, I was doing um, um, dancing on ice earlier on in the year, and I, and I, I went along to uh, backstage, and um, uh, Frank Lampard was there. And I got talking to Frankie Boy, and uh, even he gave me stick for being, uh, you know, living in Surrey and being a West Ham fan. I was like, "Come on, Frank, you got to, you got to admit it to me now. You, you, you still got a West Ham heart, haven't you?" And he just kind of leaned in. He went, "Yeah, of course I have." <laughs> so yeah, I think you know he comes from a West Ham family. His mother, I know, when you know she passed away, it was really a big West Ham East End send off, and yeah. oh, you know you. I, I know he does all this kissing the badge and everything, but I do wonder, you know, his love affair of Chelsea is is, yeah. is wearing thin, isn't it? He won't be. Of kissing course the badge. it is, you know. He doesn't. It, it's not that the passion's not the same, you know. I know the club's been good to him and everything, but uh, it, you know, he needs he needs to come back to his roots. That's what I say. For finish off his career in East London, what do you reckon? Yeah. 
So with your busy media schedule, and we, we seem to see you on the TV quite often nowadays, and I know you've been doing musicals and, and panto and everything else, how often do you get to see West Ham? Oh, not enough, to be honest, Sean. It, it breaks my heart, really, because, I mean, you know, I know you've got to get priorities straight. I know, I realise that. And, but um, my yeah, three kids, four jobs, it's just, it's very difficult to get up there, really, because you know what the trek is like these days, you know. Yeah. So, um, but uh, it's it's rare these days that I get up there. Um, I mean, I want to be there all the time, you know. So the last game I came to was uh, was one where I brought my son, and that was last bloody season. I can't even. Be- I'm ashamed to say I haven't been up. No, there. you haven't been this season. No, I'm. I'm well, the way we're going, you might be able to go to Wembley for the playoff final. Well, let's hope it doesn't. Oh no, come no, up. no! I know we're slipping slightly, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's about time we had a win at home, really, isn't it? <laughs> So, uh, you know, uh, I'll move on to how we've been playing. Uh, you know, the big question is, much has been made of the West Ham way. I was interviewing um, uh, David Cross, if you remember David Cross, the striker yeah. we had in 1980. Yeah, uh, and he was saying the West Ham way is a bit of a, you know, smoke and mirrors. And John Lyle used to use it as saying he, they were training the crowd to expect, you know, <laughs> that we played attractive football but lost. But really, it's all about winning. And, and Sam sort of said the West Ham way, if it's, you know, passing three times and falling over or not winning, then he's not playing the West Ham way. What's, what's your view on playing ugly and getting promoted or, or playing a well, football and winning? I mean, there is, a, there, there is a kind of a fine line there, isn't it? I mean, you know, I think all of us West Ham fans know that, you know, we, over the years, have been a real football club, as in, you know, we play attractive football and... You know, it, it is a little bit disheartening watching the long ball and kind of, but but on the other hand, we're winning and you can't really kind of, you know, we, we're all kind of jealous of the clubs that, that that don't have that kind of typical West Ham thing where you play your heart out and then lose and, you know, and then get jealous of the, the clubs like Chelsea or whatever that, you know, play like crap and then end up winning 1-0 or something, you know, it's, I think, you know, as long as we're winning, I'm happy, I just want to get back in the premiership, you know. And, yeah. uh, and I think Sam's doing a, gr- a great job. Um, I think he's the man for the job because it's like he's all heart and he's all, he's totally England, you know. And uh, I I know it's not exactly um, it's not Liam Brady out there, and it's not uh, you know it's not complete kind of skill, and lots of passing the ball, and it's, it's you know it's not Brazil, but <laughs> but we're in the championship for goodness sake, you know. And uh, yeah. it, it's tough it's out tough there. You know, we, we've got to. We've Although got to, a lot of people argue, look at Southampton; they've been playing yeah. some attractive football and winning. Um, maybe. Well, that's the ideal, isn't it? That's, that's yeah. the ideal. That's what we want. But uh, you know, I think right now any West Ham fan will take you know pr- uh, promotion against uh, pretty football. <laughs> you know, mm. I know I would. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we all want promotion uh, at pretty much any cost, and not everyone yeah. at any cost. I don't want to be in the so, playoffs, Sean. On. No, no, me <laughs> I don't um, think I could take that. No, no, I've been for it twice before and, and gone to Cardiff. At least we won't have to go to Cardiff. If no, we no, have no. To go. We just have to short trip <laughs> to Wembley. So, personal choice, hammer of the year. Now we're approaching the end of the season. A lot of people have played quite well. Who, who's your tip? Personal choice for hammer of the year this year? That's a tough one, mate. That is a real tough one. Um, probably Robert Green. If I was to go go for an absolute. Uh, Solid man, um, you know. Yeah. He's 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 really stepped up to the plate this year, and I'm so happy he stayed. You know, um, mm. I, I, I am a, a, bit a lot of rumours he will be going, well, and we've already lined up a replacement. Yeah. 
I know I have been hearing those rumours as well, but uh, you know he has been loyal, and he, you know this season we needed him, and uh, so I'll, prob- I'll probably go for Green. That's my yeah, opinion. I mean Green's my choice, but the money's on uh, Mark Noble um, by right. by a, a long way. We've done on the podcast, and, and everybody looking at votes seems to be that Mark Noble will will storm Hammer of the Year. So we we, we will wait and see. Wait and see. Um, yeah. Moving on to which player has been the biggest disappointment this year? And there's a few names that pop in my head, but who, who, who have you been disappointed with this season and you thought might do a bit better? I was disappointed Stanislas went, put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. God, I don't know. What was your choice? That's a tough one. Well, I mean, there's a few ones. I mean, Lansbury, Henry Lansbury was supposed to be this great, um, you know, uh, yeah. Prodigy Child from from Arsenal hasn't done that well. Nolan hasn't played that well. Collison, I'm going to put in there and yeah. saying he hasn't been the same player since he's come back. Um, so you know yeah. you, you you could take your pick from any of those really. Well, well I mean, yeah. what about Cole? <laughs> because, oh, know. sorry, and I miss Cole. Can't yeah, Cole. I mean, he'd probably be my choice. Start. He's got to be the top. Of, I can't believe I forgot <laughs> Cole. I'll get sick for that. Cole and Cole is a you know he, he fries yeah. on. Um, yeah. I think, you know, praise and, and he did really well to get top goal scorer, but he, he's faded away again, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, just when you need him, especially right now. Well, hopefully he'll kind of come come into himself at the end of the season. But, I mean, he's got to be the biggest disappointment, really, so far. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure that lots of people would agree with you, the Carlton <laughs> Cole. Yeah. Um, so we, we've recently um, had a number of draws. Um, uh, as we record this, um, we, we were unbeaten in eight, though. But Reading are really coming, finishing yeah. strong. And then they, they, had a they went ahead of us this, year, this week, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. So they, 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 we've, we've slipped into third place. Yeah, um, that's by really the time we play this recording, hopefully we've got back into second or third place, but we'll see. Yeah. So the big question, automatic promotion, will we do it? Will we finish one, two, four in the playoffs? I, I think we're going to do it. Um, I mean, I know we've. I mean, we don't have a particularly tough run in. Do we? I know we've got Reading and Middlesbrough, but they're both at home coming yeah. up. And Birmingham, yeah, and Birmingham. Birmingham as well. I forgot about they're, that. They're they're, they lost last night, so yeah, um, they're slipping away a bit. Yeah, I mean, we have been pretty consistent through the whole season. I know we've had a little bit of a blip, and you know we've had a few a few uh, draws. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. There, and we need to start winning at home. Um, but I, I have faith. I think Sam's going to pull it out of the bag. And um, I mean, I think we're going to be second or even first. You, you never know. You never know. Oh, I mean, we, I, we heard it here. Uh, yeah, you heard it straight from we're the going to play this back at the end of the season, <laughs> uh, Chidney, and, and see if you're right. So, my final question. The stadium, the big question. It seems yeah. to split the fans 50-50. I, I sit on the West Ham advisory board for the Olympic Stadium. We're, we're just yeah. doing the consultation. The, 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 as we record this, the, the club are making a decision whether to bid or not. They need to bid by the 23rd of March. Yeah. Where do you sit? Stay at the bowling and develop the East End or move on and move to the Olympic Stadium? Well, I mean, you know, there are there are bonuses um, for for moving. Um, obviously, it's easier to get to. It's uh, you know easier to park around there and stuff. Obviously, it's going to be a bigger ground and everything. But you're going to lose the. You're definitely going to lose the intimacy and those night uh, games on the, you know, under the lights and the atmosphere at Bowling Ground is just electric. And uh, you know, I would personally, I would really miss that. Uh, but you know, as you said, you've got to look forward as well. I mean, we <laughs> we're accused of. Uh, you know, having the stars in our eyes and looking back and, uh, you know, uh, kind of dreaming about the past and really we should be pushing forward. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of on the I'm on the fence as well. And uh, if we can afford to do it, I say it's probably leaning on the side of, of moving on. So there you go. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, we'll... We hope that you'll be getting a season ticket, reducing your four jobs to two um, and, and getting a season ticket with your three children, four season tickets, and, and, and joining us in, yeah. in the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, we got um, a family box. Excellent. Well, talking about your jobs, I read that you were due to appear on Dancing on Ice. I don't watch it, but my wife watches yeah. it. And, and you broke That's your ankle. That's what happened there? You broke your ankle on, in training? Yeah, no, I, I actually broke my leg and... Um, I, I ripped two tendons, uh, or ripped. I totally ruptured two tendons in my ankle. Um, so I'm still. That was God. It was the first day of the year. So I mean, it's been you know nearly two months, and I'm still kind of limping around. It was. It was. I really did it good. I tell you. But I was. Yeah, I was supposed to be. I'd been training for three months before that, uh, and uh, the show was beginning. It was was going to start like five days after I after I broke my leg. So. Uh, I kind of blew it, really. Not not a good start to, yeah. the, to the to the year. And Chico, who your replacement is, doing well, I hear. Again, through my yeah. wife. Not yeah, of course, of course, yes. I I, I believe you, mate. <laughs> uh, no, he's he's doing really well. He's in the final. It's, it's, uh, oh, excellent. Next week's. Uh, I think there's only like five five of them left now. So uh, he's done really excellent. well. Yeah. So it, it was Chico's well, what year. Were 
what projects are you working on now? What, where, where are we going to see you on on the big screen or, or uh, small <laughs> screen or, or or on the stage? What, what, what are you I'm just on? Um, I'm just finishing a new album actually. Uh, I did the art work, the photo session for it yesterday, and I actually had a I, I made sure I got West Ham in there, so I've got a little West Ham rug on, underneath me. So right. on, my, on the cover of my album, hopefully I'll get West Ham in there. But no, I'm, I'm doing this thing called um, with, through a website called Pledge Music pledgemusic.com um it's a it's a way of it's a new kind of way for artists like myself to kind of uh, to sell their product and uh, it's it's almost like a pre-order thing where you can actually pre-order the album and uh, and I kind of have the money before so I can actually uh, afford to, to to make it so it's a, it's kind of like a a new interesting way of doing things for artists like me so that's that's me at the moment excellent all right. Well, we look forward to listening to the new album. Uh, you're not, you're not, you haven't done a cover version of, of Bubbles or anything. <laughs> I haven't. I have been known to do that live, actually, now and again. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, when well, we have to get a recording for the podcast, we did get some of our listeners on podcast to record us a new um, uh, theme tune for, for the podcast. We should have asked you to do that. But yeah, you, I hear that the interesting thing is to have a hidden track. So maybe you should have had a hidden track. There you go. Hidden track of Bubbles. Yeah. Of Bubbles, <laughs> done by Chesney Hall. Did anyway, you buy the, before, before you go, yeah, did go you by any chance see that picture that I uh, posted the other day? Of, yeah, um, I did. Yeah, how classic was that? See my yeah, hair. it was you and two of the, uh, I'm trying to remember the actors' names, two of the I, EastEnders I've got guys, Todd Carty it? and um, Nick Berry. Of I mean, course, Nick Berry. And and yeah. Yeah, cool. and, um, yeah, you had a, a very nice, is, is the word a mullet? Oh, yeah, it was a proper mullet right past my, <laughs> my uh, shoulders, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, when, when we when we do this, when we release this interview, I'm sure we're going to post that picture on our Facebook group, <laughs> it, it uh, so everyone can see your wonderful mullet. That must have been in was that in the 90s? That was 91. Um, yeah, so at at the, at, uh, at West Ham, at backstage West Ham with the celebrity fans. <laughs> Excellent. Funny. And I don't invite you now in the corporate to uh, free of charge into the boxes to meet David Golden and everything now. Yeah, yeah, my my flexi card has run slightly dry on that one. I should I need to take advantage of that again. You know, back in those days, it's I used to get an invite, you know. But <laughs> I got no with a new album now. Now with a new album, you're going to be yeah. right up there again in the charts, and 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 you're you'll be invited back into uh, into the record box, I'm sure. Well, it's, it's it's now you know officially now that you've said it, and it's in the podcast, <laughs> so uh, we better let them know. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you, Chesney, for being our guest on more than just a podcast. So that was Mr. Chesney Hawks that Sean spoke to a couple of weeks ago. Sean, did you enjoy that interview with Mr. Hawks? Yeah, yeah, Chesney. And uh, preview his album now, pre-order it and, and give him some money. He's looking for 10 grand to record the album. I think that's been record, uh, reported in, in The Sun. And, uh, and if we put enough money, he's going to do a secret hidden track bubbles so that would be good yeah would be um there's someone in the studio Reese. do you know who it is I can smell a new perfume it is Mrs Clunge fuck's a lady hello thank you for having me back it's quite a short one tonight um as we have now bidded we were advised to bid again for the Olympic Stadium and we are almost guaranteed to be awarded the tenancy um, we've been guaranteed all terms that we require. All Inton Spurs are not bidded and they're all favourable terms for us. 
and Jason Pierce has been told to stay at Pompey for the rest of the season, but he will be sold in the summer. Um, we are interested in him. And that's it for this week. Thank you. Bye. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Clunch. Mm, short and sweet. Very informative in a mm. short and sweet way. Short and sweet clunch. <laughs> Sean, you're very <laughs> quiet. You're very quiet today. You're tired. I'm a little bit tired. Yeah. Or you hung over because you, dr- you were out drinking last night, weren't you? I had a few beers for the good of the podcast. And yeah, I'm feeling a bit delicate, but only because of jet lag and tiredness, not because I'm. The $5 Guinness is. Six, wasn't it? I was drinking pure blonde last night. I bet you were. Yeah. <laughs> 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 pure blonde is a, a like lager. He's not some girl I picked up. Thank you very much. Um, do you want to play the Melbourne Hammers interview now, Sean? It's up to you. You're the producer. And it's okay, we'll do it now. I think it fits nicely with what we were just talking about. So, Sean, as you should know now, is on a world tour. And he caught up with a Melbourne hammer earlier on. No, it was last week, wasn't it? No, it was this week. Oh, well, well the weekend. Uh, yeah, it was at the weekend. Yeah. And uh, this is, is it Tony from Melbourne? Tony from uh, Tony. Victoria Market, yeah. Do you put, have you put these pictures up on the uh, Facebook group? Yeah, sure. his, his picture of crossed hammers is on the Facebook group, yeah. And this Lovely. is what Tony and Sean talked about. So I'm in Victoria Market in Melbourne, Australia, and uh, we're at a stall, a f- photography stall, and we've got a big hammers banner above, um, and we're with uh, Tony, who's uh, a member of Melbourne Hammers. Welcome, Tony. Thank you very much, Sean. So, yeah, um, you're the other side of the world. Whatever made you, you're born in Melbourne, whatever made you support West Ham? Well, I've got a brother who's eight years older than me, and he grew up um, following the likes of uh, Frank Mac. Vaney and Tony Cotty in the early 80s and uh, also he loved Trevor Brooking towards uh, what 1980 FA Cup and there wasn't much TV of, of West Ham but he fell in love with West Ham and and I started following West Ham probably when I was about 14 in about 1989 and I have gone crazy absolutely love him get up in the morning 2am to listen on the radio whatever I can it's but they've broken my heart too many times but it's all those little things like the Intertoto Cup when Paolo Wontrop <laughs> scored that goal to put us through to Intertoto you know to the UEFA and it's little things like that that make me love West Ham so so much Excellent. And there's a big Melbourne uh, Hammers uh, group, isn't there? There's a big Facebook group, uh, group that's uh, very lively. And, uh, and I think you go and watch the games in, in one of the local pubs, is it? Uh, what was the name of the pub? Uh, it's Bridie O'Reilly's. It's an Irish pub. Um, the Melbourne Hammers is new. It's only recently started, probably um, two months ago. But we've got the most Hammers supporters, I reckon, in the whole of Australia in Melbourne. But nobody's ever, you know, pulled their finger out to get get it going Uh, but now that it's going uh, on Saturday nights we can get uh, 70 people Uh, Sunday nights we get maybe 20 people Uh, it's it's going well we're we're dealing with um, Glenn uh, I think it's Glenn Barrett he's um, one of the organisers and he's organising with West Ham over in England uh, to get um, shirts and stuff like that that say Melbourne Hammers so it's all good all good yeah, so if you're in Melbourne or you're visiting Melbourne and there's a game on TV, 
TV on Foxtel, then, then get down to uh, O'Reilly's. In, uh... O'Reilly's. So, uh, last question. Yes. Uh, will we ha- get automatic promotion or do it the hard way through the playoffs? What, what's your gut feel? Um, we drew for a run. Okay, and Reading is not due for a run. They're due for a poor run. Uh, I believe, or if we win away to Peterborough, now we'll be on. We'll be ahead of them. Simple as that. We'll be ahead of them. Uh, level on games, and we'll take it from there. And we we win at Peterborough. We beat Reading at Upton Park. We're sorted. Excellent. Well, I hope we're, we're, you're right, and we all hope you're right. Um, thank you for being a guest on more than just a podcast from Down Under, and uh, maybe hope to see you soon at West Ham. Be, oh, it'd be great. Pleasure. So that was Tony from Melbourne Hammers. Um, they're quite a new group, aren't they, Sean? They're not quite as established as Brisbane Hammers. Yeah, that's right. And I went down to their pub. There wasn't a game on, but I went down to their pub, Bradley O'Reilly's, and had a pint of Guinness. Um, it's about six, seven pound a pint for uh, a pint of Guinness, but there was no game on. And um, yeah, if you're if you're around in Melbourne, go to Victoria Market, <clears throat> have a look at the photography stall. That's Tone's stall. It's called In Tone Photography, and he says, and I quote, he gives crazy discounts for hammers. Uh, and when I was there, he had a West Ham band, and I don't think he has that all the time. Did but you buy anything only- from him? Uh, Tony was very uh, kind and, and, and gave me some, some pictures, which uh, I was very grateful <laughs> for. <laughs> Why is that funny, Reese? Um, uh, it's time for... David Gold Question Time. 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 So this is the point of the podcast where we go through David Gold's tweets from the past week and the responses and reenact the questions for you. So this one's from MyWHUFC and it says, If we don't like your garden on Sunday, can we boo? Yes, but you will be fined £1, which will go to charity, £5 if you persist. DG. Uh, good day, mate. Any idea on when Reeb will be back? He's back in light training. I will be seeing him tomorrow at the training ground. DG. Will we ever see Demel play? I saw him in training yesterday and he looks strong. He will be back soon. DG. David, is that Ty available for the weekend? I'm a, I'm confident he'll be available for Saturday. Plus Faber, DG. Um, is there any chance of them being fit for Tuesday, though, Davis? There is a chance Faubert and Vaste will be ready for Tuesday, DG. Do you still have faith for automatic promotion? Automatic promotion is still in our hands, DG. No, it isn't. Please don't patronise the fans. We are four points away from Reading in second, with only a game in hand. Brian Cabby, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but if we win on Tuesday and Saturday, don't we go into an auto-promotion spot in our hands, DG? Hashtag in our hands. He knows more than me. How is Ravel Morrison doing for you, David, from the United fan? Ravel is doing great in training and settling in well. I think it's only a matter of time before he makes a breakthrough, DG. Coxie. And these these are from our friend Coxie25. 
David Gold, WHU. It's my birthday this week. Could I have a lock of hair from your beard, please? Noel Edmonds, Bill Oddie and Lulu have contributed. SC. In September, I wrote, we're going to get promoted on my hamster's back. Imagine the abuse here, get at hamster school if we don't. <laughs> <laughs> David Gold, did you submit the new OS bid via the medium of a slow and provocative tango dance as we previously discussed with Bill Oddie? <laughs> David Gold, DG, can we buy an Upton Park pet? I suggest a tortoise. Well, take it in turns to, to look up its PS. To look after look it. Look after it. PS, <laughs> can I do Mondays any day? Repeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh Come on, last one. Last one. Please pass on my satisfaction at the starting 11 to Big Sam via the medium of a carefully choreographed techno hip hop dance. <laughs> and that was. David Gold Question Time. 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 That was David Gold Question Time. I hope you found that as entertaining as we find it every week. Mm. Very challenging to read this week. Yeah, it seems so. Yeah, For John. This week. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, sure. That's that extra hour loss and things. Yeah. Twitter questions. Yes. Do you have any? I have quite a few, yeah. I asked the question, um, I've got to remember what it was now, but something along the lines of, um, <laughs> what does Sam need to do to change it around by the end of the season? And I've got a number of predictable answers. Shall I go through them? You're yes. Go on then, Sean. So, Daz Fraggle... Um, says take humility pill and admit um, he's got it wrong uh, retro 84 says play two up front and two wingers uh, Dave says um, waterboarding when we fail to win <laughs> I don't know if that's Sam or uh, or, or the players uh, SJ Low 1 says abandon 451 I'm sure that will be a popular one uh, I'm surprised it took so long for Paul Hyam to say resign. <laughs> uh, Paul Lee Cook says stop playing coal. Um, and it ain't hard to see that it's not working. Uh, another one, uh, TC Inward 13B. Nice catchy name that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't play one up front. Attack, 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 attack. Uh, Play four four two. Drop Nolan, Bulldog, Maynard up front with Morrison, Lansbury, Vazte, and Noble in midfield, and start to punish teams. Play a proper four four two for once, or quit. I'm happy with both. That's Matt Minto. <laughs> I think you should uh, play play two little people up front and make us play football. Bulldog. Yeah, I mean, and and, and there's lots more uh, saying we look good. Um, when we got two goals and changed to four four two, that's uh, Kipling nineteen seventy eight. Uh, he makes exceedingly good cakes. Yeah, stop playing one up oh, front. Yeah. Bulldog, Fazte, Maynard, aren't tall nor strong enough. Colt and Crew need a player to lay off to. There's another. Yeah. And we we have a question for us all from I am Dan James. It's it's a question yes. he asked you earlier in the week, Sean. Yeah. What are our top three WHU moments all season this season? This oh. season. Just spring season. Let's season. answer it together. I'm going to go right. for 
I'd probably Winston say Reed's the Reed goal. Yeah. Against Millwall. I'd probably say that Tompkins booking his third one of the season is brilliant. <laughs> 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 and that offside by uh, Maynard. Cool. Yeah. My, my, my person was taking my little one to the... Oh, that's so game. cute. <laughs> that was Forrest, wasn't it? Oh. Yeah. yeah, it was it was little Rosanna's first game this year. Yeah, so that was that's, the highlight that's, of the season favorite. so far. One's probably the, and that's uh, when Crick Akabusi announced the team beforehand as well. One was Ooh, probably yeah. the uh, semi Bulldog song. So it just shows how uh, not a footballing moment has got my top moment of this season. Sean, did you answer this question for Iron Dan Jones? Yeah, I did. What I did went for. Uh, moments in, oh, sorry matches instead of moments but you could make it the winning goal so I put the winning goal uh, when we beat Millwall with 10 men uh, the winning goal when we beat um, uh, spit it out who else I'm trying to think who else we beat with 10 <laughs> men it's 6 o'clock in the morning here um, who else did we beat with 10 men please someone help me out here Dartford <laughs> sure <laughs> he's trying to no. think that bloke looked really annoyed you. We got all our mates round. Reese. And, and <laughs> yeah, cool. If you had enough, Sean, are you ready to go back I've to bed? I've had enough. Okay, we'll we do Reese's <laughs> homework and then you can go back to bed. I mean, so, Reese. Oh, yeah, I have. It's yeah. your turn to do homework this week. Uh huh. What does your running look like for us? It's. Starting with the uh, Peterborough game tomorrow night. With the Peterborough game. Uh, I've gone for a win next game that's brave yeah I know I thought that I've gone for a draw with Reading um, win at Barnsley uh, win at home to Birmingham a draw against Brighton uh, another draw against Leicester and a win against Hull so what do we finish on we finish on 92 but I really can't be saying that but <laughs> that was a bit more that was, that was the race of last week, week yeah, yeah. Reese, no. Reese, the whole bloody point of this is to be realistic. Why, no, why we're, we we're real fans talking about scene. real problems, all right? And we really understand. Yeah. Um, Southampton, I, I don't know, even know why I did this. This is all wrong. But what are they going to finish um, on? Give I've done just give us their points. 90. Ooh. I so think we're, they're going to finish top then, according to you. Yeah, I know. It's, it's mad, isn't Crazy. it? Crazy. <laughs> I've got them losing the last two games. I think Middlesbrough away. I think Middlesbrough were going for promotion and I reckon Southampton would already think they've got the league wrapped up and Coventry I reckon they'll be automatic already so they'll play their young ends and have a loss uh, and with Reading right. Reading right, um, I go for 91 I go for them to pit them which wow. I reckon uh, <laughs> that's just contradicted <laughs> everything <laughs> I've just said Reese's guys <laughs> yeah. no it's going really well Reece. yeah yeah I've um, got them to have I'll just shut up what are I never did homework I was the cool what kid what are our predictions for Peter Bird tomorrow night John uh, don't ask me I don't have a clue I really just Reece, <laughs> I f- win why not Sean <laughs> a 1-0 uh, for uh, the posh game and 1-0 for the Reading game I'm going to go for two 1-0s I'm going to go for two 1-1s I'm going to go with a win against Peterborough and a loss against Reading. I'm going to go the other way around. I reckon we'll lose tomorrow night and win against Reading. Wow. Oh, you miserable old bastard. So let's see how <laughs> let's see how we do all get on with our predictions. Um, yeah. Thank you again for listening to Mondays Podcast. Thing, one podcast. last thing. I just want to say, uh, Brisbane Hammers, I interviewed last night. That's going to be on next week. 
and I'm meeting the Sydney Hammers uh, tomorrow night, and that's going to be on the week after, so a little plug for that. Mm. Sorry, George. Can I give you one last thing? What do you think about us bidding for the new Olympic Stadium, Sean? Was that ever in doubt? Uh, well, you know, there was a sort of consultation with the Support sort Advisory of. Board, and... They um, sort yeah, of listened. What, what else can we say about it? Nothing. Let's say goodbye mm. then. Was it there, Ray? It's over and done with, and the bid's been submitted. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but that's it. You know, it's done. Move it's on. Done. Thanks Thank for mentioning. Wasn't there you. a shout out for? Oh yeah, someone's... yeah. We need to shout out for yeah. the band last week, Sean. That we, we forgot, and we, we nearly shout out again. For had a brainwave. It is a shout out for Paul Paul Johnson on Twitter. I guess it's just Paul Johnson in real life, and it's a hello to his six-year-old daughter ruby um we apologize for sean's bad language earlier yeah <laughs> oh dear hello but, um, ruby mm. <laughs> sean no comment yeah no what, what else is there to say well done ruby don't listen to the rest of the podcast because it's it's uh it's already been said down and this is yeah, the end there you go well done well, welcome to the west ham family ruby oh thanks um, <laughs> thank you for listening to more than just a podcast podcast um, I've been George in England oh it's my turn um, yeah. yeah I've been Reese next to George in England hello bye see ya bye <laughs> who's that sorry you got to say who you are yeah I'm John bye oh bye John <laughs> you are John bye see, see ya John bye and Sean bye from Australia I'm on to Sydney next and then off to Hong Kong and then home to Norfolk oh, so I, might join you. I might join you from Norfolk but then I might have a week off in Norfolk because okay. I am on holiday then alright see ya bye see ya bye <laughs> bye Bobby Moore more than just a podcast Bobby Moore more than just a podcast Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market